There comes a time with most conflicts, indeed most political crises, when they have gone on long enough that every useful thing that can be said or thought about them has been said or thought. At which point the natural progression is towards saying and thinking the useless, and or inane and frivolous. Russia's ongoing rampage in Ukraine would appear to have reached that stage. So it is worth remembering, before we consider the latest peace plan to drop, that there is, indeed always has been, a peace plan ready to roll, which would end the conflict tomorrow. It is the peace plan under which Russia ceases fire, packs up, pushes off, vows to respect Ukraine's borders henceforth, contents itself with the 11 time zones worth of territory it already has, desists from its morbid, mawkish, paranoid fantasies of threats from the West, maybe even tries being a collegiate and constructive country for a bit, committing its awesome resources, glorious culture and immense human capital to doing cool stuff instead of persistently being Europe's nightmare neighbour. See if that is any kind of improvement on the nonsense it has been perpetrating these last several post-World War II decades, just throwing ideas out here, planting seeds. The latest or inserters to have nonplussed the antagonists in this conflict is a delegation of African leaders. The presidents of South Africa, Senegal, Zambia and Comoros, the latter the current chair of the African Union, plus representatives from Egypt, Uganda and the Republic of Congo, took the train to Kiev late last week before pushing on to St. Petersburg earlier this week. We are here to communicate a very clear message that we would like this war to be ended. And we do believe that this is the time for both parties to negotiate an end to this war because this war is causing a great deal of instability and harm to various countries around the world. As South African President Cyril Ramaphosa noted, there was an undeniably historic aspect of the trip. After decades of Western and or European leaders strutting peevishly about Africa, instructing the locals in how to resolve their conflicts, this was the first time African leaders had undertaken a similar expedition in the opposite direction. We're probably the only group that has engaged the two leaders within a short space of time to put forward a very strong proposal and view that the war must end. Before we get into why Ramaphosa and his colleagues thought this was worth doing, we should look at what they brought to the tables of Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky and Russia's President Vladimir Putin. This shouldn't take us much longer than either Zelensky or Putin spent contemplating it. There are ten points to the Africa peace plan. Maybe five of them are variations on we wish this would stop. An entirely reasonable aspiration, but much easier said than done. Three more note the necessity of reconstruction and related restitution, though are a bit woolly on whose fault and therefore responsibility the monstrous destruction visited upon Ukraine is, i.e. Russia's. The remaining two clauses are more nakedly self-interested. 
One is a demand for guarantees of the ongoing export of fertiliser and grain, of vital interest to many African nations and a concern about which a crunch appears to be coming. The current deal under which Ukraine and Russia agree to let each other ship stuff out of their Black Sea ports ends on July 17th, and Russia presently sounds unenthused about renewing it. We're thinking about how we can get out of this so-called grain deal. We were promised that our grain would not be subjected to such repressions, but unfortunately we were once again deceived. Nothing has been done in terms of liberalizing the supply of our grain to foreign markets. The final point is a suggestion that both Ukraine and Russia could work harder at cultivating their relationships with the nations of Africa. Given that Russia has made ostentatious, if ignoble, efforts in this respect over the last 16 months, it is hard not to read this as a passive-aggressive swipe at President Zelensky. If he didn't respond by replying, well, yes, but what with one thing and another, he's a bit busy right now, he is even more superhuman than he often appears. Basically, however, Russia isn't interested in Africa's peace plan because Russia is uninterested in peace except on its own terms, and Ukraine isn't buying it because Ukraine is, quite rightly, uninterested in whatever Russia's terms might be. Everybody in the African delegation knew all this before they went. It was the long, complex and even dangerous diplomatic odyssey that could have been an email. So why do it? For President Ramaphosa in particular, there is the hope that looking like he's trying might recover some of the diplomatic capital South Africa has squandered in equivocating over this conflict. Many in South Africa's interminably ruling African National Congress Party still maintain a sappy fondness for Russia due to the Soviet Union's support for various African liberation movements. South Africa has recently undertaken naval drills with Russia, sent Army Chief Lieutenant General Lawrence Mbatha to Moscow to discuss military cooperation, and furiously, if unconvincingly, denied allegations by the United States that South Africa was secretly shipping weapons to Russia. In August, Putin plans to attend the BRICS summit in Johannesburg. South Africa has issued him with preemptive diplomatic immunity in the hope of evading the obligation to arrest him as a war crime suspect wanted by the International Criminal Court, of which South Africa is a member. There are some who don't wish us to have relations with an old historical threat. We have made it clear that Russia is a friend and we've had cooperative partnerships for many, many years, including partnerships as we combated the apartheid regime. As for the others who took the trip, they're only human. It's much more fun striking heroic poses on the world stage than, as Senegal's president, Macky Sall, would certainly be aware, staying home and addressing deadly riots occasioned by suspicions that you are planning to overstay your constitutionally mandated maximum welcome. Africa's peace quest in Kiev and St. Petersburg probably hasn't done any harm. If it has served as a reminder that African leaders are entirely entitled to be heard on matters of global concern, it may even have done some good. But if the members of this delegation and other African leaders are serious about getting into the conflict resolution racket, there's one in Sudan they could take a look at. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.